Welcome back to Stratford and Chat. How's it going, Max? Going good, Chris. How about you? Yeah, it's not too bad. You know, just another Champions League weekday. Um, pretty, a bit of a mixed match, you know, I saw. Um, you know, before we move on, let's uh, just want to give a tribute to Diego Maradona. Um, he passed away today, you know, a true footballing legend. Um, yeah. Max, any, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, rest in peace. Um, prayers go out to uh, his family and uh, and loved ones. Um, you know, unfortunately, he he was a player that like wasn't um, a part of our generation. Um, we didn't necessarily grow up watching him, but um, I think that the influence he had over the older generations and even even ours, to be honest, like, you know, we would hear the, the stories and see the clips, the hand of God and that solo run against England at the World Cup, you know, all those famous moments. Um, he was a, he was one of the best players to ever do it. Um, so it's a, it's a sad day in football, that's for sure. Yeah, I personally never had the chance to see uh, Maradona play live. But clearly, you know, with all the social media tributes, uh, he, uh, he's had a huge impact on not just Italian or just European football, but uh, I bet millions of um, of Argentinians are going to be mourning. Yeah, it's, I think I think they announced like a, like like three days of national mourning for Maradona. three days. Three days, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's not surprising. Um, that's you know, Maradona. Um, you know, it, to pass away at age sixty, it's kind of young too right yeah 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 um, um i do bad. know he's had some other issues you know post-retirement um he's quite the character right yeah and this is sort of this sort of reminds me of when um george best passed away because you know george best also had um some drinking problems or substance abuse problems and yeah just overall yeah no one it's been a it's been a Tough year, right? Eh? Tough year. <laughs> it just keeps piling on, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, just say one more thing, and it kind of kind of sums it up. I mean, D- Diego Maradona was one of those people that was kind of larger than life, right? So, oh yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah. So rest in peace to him. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, okay, so to uh, our game here. Yeah, well, four one. Victory against Istanbul by Shak Shahir. Hopefully, that's the last time Shahir. or last episode we're going to pronounce that name. Yeah, yeah. Shak Shahir. Uh, you know, Blazing starts the first half and then, you know, it massive dip after the second. But let's talk about the major talking points in the first half. Um, Guns of Blazing started off so well. Um, and the lineup to begin with, we were both surprised, right? Yeah. Man, okay, so this game, I mean, Talk about a tale of two halves, right? The first half, I mean, the first 35 minutes to 40 almost, like, gray half, you know, where um, I think right off the rip, we were just guns a-blazing, going for it. And then the second half was a complete write-off, terrible. Um, and basically, we could end the podcast right there. Be like, that's that's the summary of the game. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, folks. That's it. <laughs> that's it, folks. See you later. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, it was a really encouraging start. Uh, in terms of the lineup, um, I was really excited by the lineup. It was very like attacking, attacking focused, attacking minded. Um, we opted to finally have Van de Beek 
instead of like a more defensive midfielder like Matic or McTominay, um, which, you know, I guess, yeah, gave us a more attack, attack minded mentality. And then we finally put Cavani up front. He gets his, gets his first, uh, first start. Was that his first start? His first start for United. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Ole did not mess around with the starting 11. You know, I thought for sure we were going to rotate a bit, have a weaker starting 11, maybe rest Bruno, yeah, rest yeah. De Gea, but nah. All yeah. I really needed, I mean, I think he understood how important those three points were um, within the context of the Champions League group. Yeah, I mean, that was a, that's a really strong lineup. You know what, I would argue that that's our best lineup, except for Van de Beek. I would, instead of Van de Beek, I'd put McTominay. And I think this is our best lineup. Yeah, there's no way that Van de Beek would have started against or would have paid, would have played with Fred in the pivot on a you know normal context against the Premier League side. I think it's not, he's just not ready for that. It's more of a test run. How do you think he did? Um, I think he did well. I mean, he he did play that position at Ajax a little bit back in his earlier days. So it's not like he's unfamiliar with it. He's fine playing with it. Um, he you know he had a decent game. Um, I think that obviously Van de Beek is probably more effective at like a at like where where Bruno is, you know, setting up and being there for that link up play. But I think he was still effective. I think that you know with him being in the pivot position with Fred, we lose a little bit of you know defensive soundness and in terms of structure, we're not as we're not as tight as we would be with like McTominay instead. Um, but he was still contributing with, with uh, link-up play. I'll, t- I'll tell you the player that I was most impressed with in this game, I think, was probably Cavani, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that he gave us a really interesting dynamic going forward. Um, crazy fitness level. The whole game, this guy, was, this guy ran the entire time. Um, and, you know, he was running in the box, waiting for those crosses from Tejas. Um, and his link-up play is was way better than Martial. So when he would drop a little bit and then, you know, do those do those little like one two um uh like passes uh with with Bruno, um kind of like laying it off, those kind of passes made a big difference and it helped us break Istanbul Bashiktir a lot quicker. Um so like that gave us something really good going forward. And I would rather see Cavani up front and Martial on the wing going forward, to be honest. Yeah, Cavani, you could see that the chemistry is building more and more. And as far as I'm concerned, Cavani definitely deserves to be starting over Martial um, up in the striker spot. I think Cavani offers a you know better hold of play, as you said. Mm-hmm. And I think given Martial's form, I think Tony might need a bit of a breather. It's been a rough couple of weeks for him, I think. I but I like I think he's more effective on the wing, don't you think? Instead of instead of as a striker, I'd rather see Marcus on the left. That's the thing. So that so starting Martial, Cavani, and Rashford together would have meant that Marcus would have had to start on the right. Personally, I think our strongest starting three based on form right now would be Rashford on the left, Cavani up top, and Greenwood on the right. Based on form. Now, yeah, but Mason hasn't played, though, in like last two or three weeks. I think Mason would offer more 
I'd say, on the right than having Martial on the left and Marcus on the right. I, I, I don't like having Martial, because we've had this discussion many times, whether if Martial was better on the left as, as a winger or, um, uh, or up top. And yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I think you're right. You know, I shouldn't have said based on form because, you know, Mason hasn't played. But yeah. I still rather would rather have Mason play on the right because he seems a lot more natural than anybody else on the team. On that yeah, I mean, it's I, like in terms of play style, like both Marcus and Mason are players that like to cut in. Uh, they like to cut in a lot. Um, whereas I would argue Marshall less so. He's more direct instead of cutting in. Um, but I think I think Marshall's best position is left wing. Like that's that's just his best position. Um, he found success as a striker last year, towards the tail end of the season, but. I don't know. This season so far, it's not it's not really been working for us. I think uh, I would probably want to see Cavani start again next weekend. Honestly, I just think it's a bad run of form. I think people tend to flip flop whether you know um, Martial, like Martial's ability to be a striker, that main man up top. Because last, I think after the um, the COVID break, like Martial was playing really really well up top. And it seemed like Marcus looked better on the left-hand side instead. But, well, this is why it's a good thing that we bought Cavani, right? Looking back. Because yeah, yeah. I don't think Igalo would have had the same impact, for sure. And no, no. come to think of it, Igalo is a bit of an afterthought these days. Yeah, I, th- I, think, he was, I think he was selected on the bench. But, um, I mean, clearly he's not, you know, I mean, God bless him. But he's not, like, united caliber right Cavani is like more of that kind of player that demands attention um, and has lots of experience and yeah I don't know I just I think he had a really solid game uh, should we talk about um, the goals yeah the so we'll start off with the Bruno screamer off the corner I think it was Bruno was just outside of the box hits the first time I think that's one of his best goals if not what do you think it is what do you think is his best goal for United so far Hmm. Was the, that it? The goals that stick out, um, like, I guess kind of recency bias, but the one against, I just really like the one against Newcastle. Uh, the top where, Yeah, where Marcus... Sort of takes the crossbar a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. A, that was just a smooth finish. Um, I think, because, okay, I guess if you talk about comparable sh- goals, you can think about Everton. I think that was the last time he scored outside the box, right? Like when he first joined the team. Oh, right. Yeah. Where uh, De Gea... It was the yeah. 1-1 draw, right? Was that a 1-1 draw? I thought we won that one. Yeah, because De Gea made a mistake. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Anyways, um, I mean, yeah, but this is probably his best goal, to be honest, in a, in a United shirt. And, man, that was a banger. From a Tellez cross. I'll, I'll keep that in mind, by the way. Tejas just adds that little English. He just whips. He just whips those in. And honestly, every time he's because he does on the left, and then Bruno does it on the right. And whenever it's on the left from Tejas, I it honestly just gives defenders problems. Like the amount of whip on that on that ball, even if none of our players get on it, um, like exactly in this instance, they couldn't clear it properly, and it landed straight to Bruno, and that's how we got our first goal. But I mean, we were we were banging them in the first thirty five minutes. Like we were destroying them, 
and uh, we were we were kind of talking, and we we're just like we we're just saying to ourselves like, you know, I hope I hope that this continues for the rest of the game, and sure enough, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we can talk about you know the contrast in in performances between the halves, but maybe if we talk about the second goal, another Teas cross, another Teas cross. See, yeah, but, I mean, so that's like because the goal is whatever, right? Like the keeper messed up, and then Bruno just yeah, taps yeah. it in. But like the point there, I think, is that. Teja's him crossing the ball and having Cavani as that threat inside the box gives us like that, that that different dynamic that defenders have to worry about, right? Because they don't know if it's going to be coming from across or because usually we try to break teams down, especially when they put like ten or eleven guys, you know, behind the ball. Essentially, um, we try to break teams down by going through the middle. But if we have um, fullbacks that can attack on the wing and they can put in some crosses. It just makes life harder for the defenders. I think what I like about Teas's crosses is that the the variance of where those crosses land, right? You could you could put extra whip on it so it travels further away from the keeper, mm-hmm. or it's it's impossible to defend. I'd say. Yeah, I mean and, it's 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 really tough, and again, it causes problems. So they can like kind of deal with it, and then the ball ends up you know, popping to one of our players. And then all of a sudden the, the ensemble, uh, Besiktas players are, are like out of position and we can create a chance from that. So it's just a matter of time before Cavani gets his head on one of those crosses. It's, it's interesting with Cavani though, because he does, he hasn't generated any chances for himself and we, and we're not like feeding him in that sense. Like we're not, you know, we're not playing him through at all. He's just, he's contributing through link up play and pressing the ball, which is helpful, but you're slowly getting there. I I, think we will see it eventually. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. And then the third goal, was that a pen? Yeah. So that was the, uh, that was the penalty. Um, and that was essentially a over the top ball in our half from Lindelof to Rashford keep manages to keep himself onside credit to him I thought it was offside but keeps himself onside and then um beats the defender to the ball essentially in a race uh and then you know this is a clever play from Marcus this is kind of a veteran play from him um he you can kind of see him like turn around and he sees the ensemble player about to kind of make that contact with him like shoulder to shoulder right or essentially just go for the ball and then Marcus the split second before the player makes contact, he puts his body in front of him. He shifts his body right in front of him so that instead of, you know, making contact contact with the ball or just like a shoulder, he essentially makes contact with Marcus and then Marcus then falls over and then wins the penalty. You know, I, I thought at first it wasn't a penalty. It was shoulder to shoulder. But after watching the replays, yeah, I mean, Marcus had him beat. Yeah. There's and- no way. And because of the way he positioned his body right before the contact, that's why he got the penalty. Like, if he didn't slightly move there beforehand, then I don't think we would have gotten that. It would have been shoulder to shoulder. But he deliberately changed his body position to get the pen. So smart on him. And then a little bit of controversy on who takes the penalty. So that's that's another major talking point, major drama. I read somewhere that Bruno was the one that actually gave it to Marcus. And I think yeah. there was a video well, confirming that. So in the post game interview, obviously they're they're at they were asking him about it, and he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, um, 
I promised um, Marcus after the West Brom game that he would get the next one for whatever reason, um, which I'm not sure I, I, I believe, honestly, because <laughs> it seemed like Bruno was really pissed off when Marcus took it. Uh, I, think, I think he really wanted that hat trick because it would have been his first hat trick. I think all of us just wanted to see the hat trick, but but granted, you know, that was Bruno's second or how many, I think he's had two or three misses this year in the pony spot, you know, but they were, you know, the Navas miss and there was also a um, one against Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Was that a legitimate save? Because two of them had to be retaken, right? Yeah, the Navas one was retaken. And was it the Newcastle one as well? I do remember receiving a penalty. There was a penalty for United. Uh, and yes, we missed I it. Mean, that's water as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. We missed it. <laughs> and I remember you saying that, oh, yeah, you know what? I'd rather have those because I want to win without a penalty. And we ended up doing exactly that. But anyway, we digress. I, I still think, Bruno, I agree with you. Bruno should have been the one taking that if you're on a hat trick you're playing a fantastic game in the champions league has to be bruno bruno um but you know also to your point though before um when we were talking uh a little bit of spread the wealth is not too bad because marcus is i think he's on five goals now in the champions league so he's in the conversation for top scorer in the champions league so bruno um, mentioned that in the post-match um, interview. Yeah, so you know, you team know. things, you know, leadership. As long as you make it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. That's and the most important I mean, Marcus is a great penalty taker. Um, yeah. Great finish. Like, yeah. So that was a nice little stutter step run up. Yep. And then slots it in bottom corner. And slots it in 3 nothing up at half. And then that's the end of the game because after that, we completely shut off. I mean, that was the second half was shite. It was Can I just say something? So bad, yeah. I think that level of effort is really concerning. Yeah, like, like champion, like Champions League winning or Premier League winning teams, they don't let off the gas like that. I agree. I agree. Um, like that's the wrong type of of mentality to have, and it's just like we. It's I don't understand where this sort of complacency is coming from. Just in, just inconsistent. Yeah, it's like we play some of our best football of the year and we just decide, yeah. That's it. We're sick. So we're just going to phone it in yeah, because we can. Yeah, three nothing. I mean, yes, it might be hard to keep that sort of intensity even if you're up 3-0 after the first half. But really easily, like the game could have been 3-2, right? Yep. I've obviously, the first goal, it was a really nice free kick by... Bruch, Bruch, I think it was. Uh, who knows, man? <laughs> Don't ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De Gea had to claw it out, but it wasn't enough. But there's another incident, incident where uh, an Istanbul player shot and it hit the crossbar. Yeah. And De Gea was just fuming, man. I think he was sick yelling, like, wake up, you know, to all the players. And I mean, yeah, we were playing, like, absolute garbage. I think, like, the amount of passes that, that went astray and... Um, you know, just the mistakes that we were making and we just couldn't keep hold of the ball. Uh, it was kind of embarrassing. I mean, like, in simple yeah, particular, we're, yeah. we're, we're, like, bringing it to us. And we were, like, 
we were like almost about to try to waste time at the end of the game before we scored the goal, right? Like, like we were holding on, which is it, crazy to think. If you think about how much we dominated the first half, like the contrast between the first half and the second half, that right there is alarming. Um, and I mean, at know. the very least, I expect the club to defend well, right? That's, that's like, what we're good at. That's the, the, that's the bare minimum. These last eight years, we've been we've been practicing it, defending a lot. So uh, we don't do a really good job of it. I feel like as long as McGuire or Lindelof are starting, right? I think teams will always have at least one chance, a really good chance to score. Yeah, I mean, it, it's unacceptable. It just in general, I like I was really pissed off just watching. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's nothing else to say about the second half other than it was really shite. Um, not many positives at all. They a lot of players just like checked out mentally. Yeah, um, they were just waiting to go home at that point. Yeah, they're like, hey, whatever, job's done. On to the next yeah, one, which done. is not the job right mentality whatsoever. Job's never done. Job's not done. Yeah. So exactly. Anyways, um, and then yeah, whatever. We we get a goal at the end uh, on the break. I mean, you know. When when Mason came on, I I he looked like a good spark of energy. He made a couple of mistakes and he was a little bit selfish on a few plays, but you can kind of you know you you like you can see the quality. So I hope that he gets back to full fitness. I hope that he um, gets back into the starting eleven. Um, so you know that's good news there and good for Dan James on getting a Champions League goal. Was that is that his first Champions League Champions League goal? Must be. It would have to be because yeah, this, must be. Yeah. this is the first time that he's playing the Champions League, I believe. So, you know, good for him. And it kind of saves us the embarrassment or it makes it look a little cleaner than Respectable. it was. Respectable. Yeah. Respectable. Um, and we take the win for one and puts us in a great position uh, in the in the group. Um, we need one point from either PSG or RB Leipzig. So we'll see if we can pull that off. So just to comment on Mason's performance... He looked like he was forcing the issue a bit. I, mm-hmm. I wonder if he felt that way. Like he really just wanted a goal. Like no matter whatever, <laughs> yeah. like whatever it took, he just wanted one. And he was excited to finally yeah. get back on the pitch, get going. I mean, I love to see that. And I really hope he's ready to start really soon because I, I don't want to see Juan on the right. Marcus is a bit of a makeshift right winger, but. He's the, I think he's wasted on the right, to be honest. And as well as for Dan James, man, happy to see that. I th- the amount of abuse that he gets on Twitter is just a bit ridiculous, in my opinion. And to be honest, like that sequence of um, passing, you know, like a quick break on the counter, all started by Cavani's holdup. Exactly the same exact yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. It, he did it a lot it, of times it, in that game. It's it sort of made up. For yeah. the shy performance that we saw in the mm. second half, it sort of did. We'll not go that far. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I'm you know we got the win and we're in a good position in terms of the Champions League group. So yeah. So like, what do you think happens? So we have PSG at home and RB Leipzig away, and we just need us. I think ten points and you're through. Yeah. No. Um, no. No. Yeah. We're like we we need one point and we'll get through. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know these games are going to come thick and fast, right? I mean, next week. Next week is. Is PSG, um, and then the week after that is RB Leipzig, right? I think December third, yeah. December eighth. So yeah, 
Hey, what a what a time to be a football fan, man! It's just like every every week there's two, there are two I matches. It. I love it. Thank God. It, it it's awful for the players, but I am so happy to watch. Yeah, this. I mean, I think I think we deserved it after sitting through the international break. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think we we deserve this in in our lives right now. Yeah, but this, I think you know, with the fixture congestion, this is really promising for Ben because he finally got that start. After a while, he's obviously going to be playing more. I hope Hendo also gets more play time. Yeah, I know surprised. we talked about it. Yeah, I, it would have been a perfect match for him to start. Yeah, I was really surprised about that that he that he didn't play this one. I don't know the reasoning. I guess I guess uh, you know all he he really didn't take any chances for this game. He wanted his best his best players out 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 uh, you know during during that night because. I mean, if there was a slip up there, there would have been absolute riots. I think so. Maybe, I mean, if maybe, Hendo maybe that's start, what he was thinking about. Yeah, if he doesn't start against this temple, then who does he start against? We have one. We have one league cup game before the Christmas break. That's the only okay, game Everton. we can play. Everton, right? Yep, that's the only game. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I think it's inevitable. That he'll go out. He'll go out alone if he chooses to. But it's weird. All he said that there were a lot of matches for him to play, and yesterday was one of them. So I was. I'm not complaining. Yeah, I mean, but, but even if he does go, it's not not the end of the world for us because it's just on loan. He'll he'll be back right away. Watch Henderson leave on loan. No, don't as say soon it. as he leaves, don't say it. De Gea, his form just plummets. Because he doesn't have to try anymore. Then we then, then we just call him back. Imagine you yeah. could do that. You could put out a put out a player on loan, but then have like a callback option and just get him back right away. I'm quite sure it's happened before um, with one of our players. Can't remember. That'd be a good trivia fact. Yeah. So PSG. So who do we have this weekend? It's South, it's Southampton on Sunday. Yeah. So we're playing um, Southampton. Southampton uh, on Sunday, right before the Chelsea Tottenham game, which is going to be a pretty good game that weekend. Um, and Southampton, man, they're they're flying. They're uh, their last game they tied Wolves. Um, Wolves had sort of a late equalizer, but they're on a good run of form, man. Unbeaten in five in the Premier League, uh, fifth place. So we have our work cut out for us. Is it home or away? Do you know? I don't know. Hopefully, it's sure. away. It's it's probably away. yeah. We do play we do play better away. Yeah, be I think it's I think it's away. So we might actually have a chance. I, I remember the last time we played Southampton. I think we drew one one with a late equalizer by this Obafemi dude. Like I remember watching that match. I was so frustrated. Oh man, fuming! fuming. I thought we were like bottling our chance to get top four. I was like. Yeah, no, Southampton are playing really well. I think Theo Walcott um, is finding some form back yeah. at his old club as well. I mean, yeah, I think so. Good for him. Yeah, he scored against Wolves, but he also botched one or two chances. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's Southampton, the manager's name? Um, he's the Ralph, old. He's the old RB Leipzig manager. Ralph Hausen. Who do I probably some, some German? Yeah, yeah, he's a German sounding name. He's done a great job. Yeah, I mean. Who's on that? So I think it's um, Danny Ings, 
that I can name. Um, who else? Uh, James Ward-Prowse. Um, I know there. I, Ryan Bertrand. Ryan Bertrand is a really good player as well. But there's um, Nathan Redmond. Yeah, Redmond. There we is go. Is their is their most dangerous player in my opinion? Is Danny Ings injured or something? I forgot what it was. But I know he was playing really well with Southampton. Like that strike partnership with Redmond and. Oh yeah, I mean Ings had a fantastic Ings. season last season. Uh, very low key. Yeah, very low key. Like he deserved an England call up, if anything. He did get some though. Did he? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. No. He. Or he, like. Yeah. He he did well in here in this call up, those call ups. Um, but yeah, so you know, all, all I have to say is uh, Sunday's Sunday's going to be a really good test for us. Kind of see where we're at. Um, see if we can either build on our current form, right? So there's three wins in a row now, crazy. Um, or we revert back to we win and then we lose and then we win and we lose, we win and we lose. So this will be a good test. Um, should oh, we get some so score predictions in? Uh, let's see. I'm going to say it'll be a 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw? Wow. That would be a bad result, honestly. Um, I think we're going to win this one. I think 2-0. Uh, 2-0 win. Two nil? I hope you're right. Usually you're the pessimist. And yeah, I'm no, but I, I, have a, I have a good feeling. Yeah. I hope. So, okay. And then in terms of lineups, so what kind of comparing it to the lineup against Istanbul, um, do you think we're going to have that similar lineup or do you th- like, how do you think that's going to change? Yeah, I think McTominay definitely will be starting with Fred. I agree. Yeah, he has to. I think that's the most balanced um, midfield pivot that we can have. Obviously, Bruno's going to start. If he's not starting, then something's wrong. He's um, probably front dead. Three, front three, I'm hoping it's Rashford, Cavani, and uh, Greenwood, right you're, to left. You're hoping, but do you think that's going to happen? <laughs> it's hard to tell, to be honest. Um, it, it's just, it's a matter, you know, it just, we don't know whether Mason is fit enough. And it's really up to Ollie. Oh, and hey, we, we legitimately forgot about Paul. <laughs> Paul Pogba, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, he'd even make crazy. the squad for Istanbul. Like, there's no point to talk about him. Do you believe that he actually, he's injured? I don't know, man. Honestly, not not to the extent where he's left out of the squad completely. He might have a a little nibble, but not not enough to put him out like that. Like, are we being precautionary because it was a winnable match against Istanbul? Because the Southampton match is way more important. Hey, is it weird that I feel more confident about the PSG match than the Southampton match? Very. That is absurd. That's because I I am not that afraid of PSG. Why? Because we beat them? Yes, and it was pretty convincingly too. It wasn't convincing. I'd say so. Way more convincing compared to um, the the late penalty where Marcus sent us to the round of the quarterfinals. Yeah, more convincing than that game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we had our chances for sure. Yeah, no, yeah, we had our chances, but... We didn't have Maguire either. Okay, man, like... This this game was in the past, right? Okay, like we're we're both different teams right now. So like I'm not convinced by PSG's backline at all. They have Neymar, Mbappe, the Snake Di Maria, and you think? Hey, they did nothing. 
they did, did nothing. 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 No, but they'll do nothing. I mean, um, they're really, really good, and they're going to cause us problems. You can, you can bet on that. Um, we're just set up perfectly against teams that are just very um, attack oriented. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, sorry, uh, I went off on went off on a tangent again. But um, talking about lineups, I do think so. That front three, midfield three, and back four. Tejas. The same. Yeah, the same. Lindelof might might be hurt, though. That's the only... So, would it be Tuan Because I know he's suspended for the PSG match, actually. Yeah, it might be Tuan if, if 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 Lindelof isn't fit. But, you know, he might have taken him off because we were 3-0 up. We don't need to risk anything. So... Yeah, what is it? A back injury? Yeah, I think it's, it's his back injury is nagging him a little bit. He had that after the international break. Even before, I think, he was a bit... He's yeah. a bit hurt. Um, so, yeah, it might be Tuan's AB gets a start. Uh, what about is, your lineup thoughts? I mean, pretty much the same same as yours. I just hope that Oli has the cojones to put Cavani as a striker. I think he might revert back to having Martial up front, Rashford on the wing, and then, like, Mata on the right side. I think he might revert to that. Um Honestly, I hope he doesn't. I hope he starts Cavani. I hope he starts Rashford and and Martial all together. Um, and then Mason makes an, makes a substitution appearance later on. Um, but I think Cavani's earned his right to start. I think so. I, th- I think he gives 100%. us a little more. I think he gives us a little more, man. Um, especially with uh, Tejas, um trying to get forward and trying to whip balls in. Um, and his you know his link up play is is great. So I want to see more of that. I want to see more of him and Bruno. And just give 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 Cavani some 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 licks, you know. Just get him get Apply him going. The man. He he is the all time top scorer for Paris Saint Germain. So you know we got to give him respect. He's I think Bruno player. and Cavani are actually forming that bit of chemistry. Like I did, you, did you see the highlight where Bruno had this really nice through ball to Cavani, and you know Cavani's attempt was blocked, but like that was a really nice. Um, Incision of a pass from a nice, nice Bruno. use, nice use of a of a word there. Incision would be a little, little fancy there, but because Bruno, yeah, Bruno, Bruno the surgeon. He um, can only get better. That's that's my yeah. opinion. Yeah, he only he's, so, he's so fit for um for a thirty three year old. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he's in great shape, right? I mean, we we see his Twitter and Instagram videos, right? He's yeah. always doing some kind of, of of workout. So, and I think that's he's one of those players that's kind of um you know a part of the trend where these players are making their careers last a little longer you know like i i guess i'll call it the ibra that the ibra model right because ibra wants to play until he's like 45 Man, 50 ibra's even bossing the he is, right he is he's doing he's doing amazing so i think he's really pushing the the envelope in terms of how long players can actually play if you I keep, even if realize you, if you keep your body right if, if if you like if you commit to that you can play for so long. Um, I didn't even realize Milan were top of the table. Oh yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, we have a we we have a buddy that's uh, that's a big uh, Milan fan, so he's he's probably gassed about that one. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm actually happy to see it. I kind of want to see a different Italian champ. Yeah, better than you. Then. Okay, yeah. so we're kind of going on a tangent there, but I yeah. think uh, we're probably going to wrap up yeah, the pod that's here. About it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So to sum it up. 
good 4-1 win against uh, Istanbul puts us in a good position in the Champions League. It was sort of a game of two halves. Played really well in the first, not so good in the second. Um, now we look forward to the weekend um, on Sunday against Southampton, followed by PSG. Um, we will have a reactionary pod for the Southampton game, most likely on Monday. So it was a day after. Yeah, always a day after because so, you know, in we case wanna, we are too upset. Yeah, we want to avoid being reactionary. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll 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 see you then, um, Chris. You got any final words before uh, before I sign us off here? I think we'll leave it there. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up here for uh, us at uh, Stratford and Chat. Again, if you are listening, um, you know, feel free to follow our Twitter um, at Stratford and Chat. Is 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 that the Twitter? I don't even know. It's actually Stratford Chat. Stratford and Chat is too long for Twitter. Okay. At, so at Stratford Chat. So if if there's anybody out there listening, uh, feel free to follow us. Um, you know, we 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 tweet during match days and things like that. So. Uh, make sure to give that a follow. And uh, yeah, that being said, we'll see you guys uh, after the Southampton game. Cheers. All right, cheers, everyone.